0: Welcome back to Buckeye Talk, everybody. Hey, did, did you guys do one without me? We what, did. What, what happened? How Man, did that happen? Smashed numbers without you. Didn't you didn't even tell me, and you just like did a podcast. Thanks. I think that you were in vacation. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, Doug is back with Bill Landis and Ari Wasserman, and we're going to talk about misfits, and I'm already nervous about this word. You guys, I was not at the Urban Meyer News Conference when the word misfits came up. We're going to talk about misfits as it relates to Ohio State football players and so you guys explain this because it's going to be an interesting podcast, but I'm nervous about the word. So why? how are we using it and how did Urban Meyer use it? Should I read the quote? Go ahead and read the quote okay, if you have read it. The quote. From well, Urban Meyer, boss of the program. And I think it's important
2: as he's looking up the quote to mention that he was talking specifically about the 2015 class and he said that it was pretty, there were
0: some misfits or it was a misfit class. So here's the quote. This is the 2015 class the players who will be in their third year at Ohio State in the fall, the juniors and redshirt sophomores. Yes. Okay, so Urban Meyer on on Tuesday after the ninth spring practice, he
1: said the 2015 class, they've received a lot of heat, and it's very justified. That was not a good class. The good thing is they're allowed to change, and they're starting to change. We're seeing much better production out of them. And then he mentioned some guys specifically, Matt Barrow, Mike Weber, and then at the end he said that class was a misfit class that's starting to buy in, and they're better.
2: I thought that the when you look at that quote, that was not a good class. Probably is
0: a worse look. That class that was, was a mi- – again, I wasn't there for it. I feel like the, the phrase, that class was a misfit class, is maybe the meanest thing he said since calling the receivers a clown show in year one. That is calling out not by name but by specific group within the team – a collection of players that it's not—you don't, you don't have to figure out who it is. You know who he's talking about, and he called the receivers a clown show. Now he's calling these guys misfits. That is some strong language. I don't know misfit misfit class because the class doesn't fit
2: into what they want, or and mis- a group of misfits. But I still think that's the same thing. Yeah, they're yeah. Like anyway, any way that you try to break down the use of the word misfit there turns out to be
0: a bad look for the I mean, team. So. You guys are familiar with the Island of Misfit Toys, right? Yeah. It's like a jack-in-the-box that's upside down and like a doll that like burps instead of cries or whatever. Yeah. Like this is <laughs> not good stuff. Oh, that would actually be a good slideshow if we matched up Ohio State players from the 2015 class to their toy on the Island of Misfit Toys from that holiday special. All right, run Who with Who wants it. that? You, you can take it. that, Landis. I can oh. do it, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're talking about, so go ahead. Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph goes to the Island of Misfit Toys.
2: The he goes p- with when He wants to be a dentist. Yeah. Have we not established on this podcast that I am
0: unaware of the things that you guys know about <laughs> Pennsylvania people? <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about that 2015 class. Again, this is Buckeye Talk. Doug Lane with Bill Landis and Ori Wasserman from Cleveland.com. You can read us every day of the week at Cleveland.com slash OSU. The Ohio State Spring Game is April 15th. Is it five bucks? Do they announce that yet?
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, same as always. Five bucks, same as always. Different time. It's because uh, usually there's a lacrosse game before it, and the, the spring game kicks off like I think like usually between like one and two, and this year it kicks off at twelve thirty. Okay,
0: twelve thirty on April fifteenth at Ohio Stadium. Five bucks. It's a good day if you like five bones. If you don't normally get to go to Ohio Stadium, this is a good day to go to Ohio Stadium for cheap and watch football. And if your kids are young, they don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. So. A fun day for the family um we'll be there covering it we have a bunch of uh a couple more interview sessions before we get to spring football but this 2015 class of misfits what well, again i wasn't there when he said it like did he seem is he upset about that because he thinks that class now as it reaches his third year is potentially holding this program back from being as good as it can be Is he trying to light a fire under a certain set of guys who are sort of in put-up-or-shut-up mode? What do you think – or is it one of those things where sometimes Urban Meyer just gives you honest answers to a question and maybe it might seem mean, but he's honest, so God bless him. I think it was
2: easier for him to say it's a misfit class because in the same quote he said, but things are changing. And I think it might be a little bit of the motivational thing. I think it's uh, candid Urban. And I also think that he was somewhat complimentary about their underachieving and how things seem different. And it's just an important spring for that class because you have juniors on this team now who have been on this team for three years who are going to be an important piece of this roster. And if you guys have – if that team has an entire class that's not doing well, uh, that's going to be an issue. But we did break it down a little bit, and I don't know. I think part of this podcast is about whether or not that was too harsh. By cross referencing the results from the 2015 class to other classes,
1: I th- yeah, well, I, I thought it was motivational. I, I, but still doesn't make much sense to me because the majority, not the majority, but the guys in that class who are playing like are playing key role. There, there's one guy I think from that entire class who like is currently not a starter and could be a starter, and the rest are all guys in the depth. So if you want to light a fire on the guys who are in the depth because you need them to be better, I understand that, but. In doing that, you you
2: kind of trashed guys who were starters and were starters last year. I thought it was interesting because he did say a few names specifically about guys who were having really good springs um, and guys who were coming on. And two of the names were Draymond Jones, Cleveland defensive lineman, and offensive guard Matthew Burl. Both were individually singled out for being awesome this spring. And Mike Weber was too. And they're all in that class.
0: So it was kind of an interesting combination of ideas from him all right so should we go do the people want us to go through the 2015 recruiting class player by player and try to figure out who among them urban meyer would be referencing as misfits and who among them would not fit that criteria is that what the people yes want us to I've, do? I've, I've,
2: I've done that so and you guys tell me if you think i'm wrong no 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 but no, wait wait wait, wait. On the 2015 class?
0: Yeah, but let's go player by player. That's this what I'm doing. It. Okay, so you're going to go. But we, we get a vote. I like it when we vote. Yeah, okay, so you can, can be a tiebreaker and that kind of. Okay, stuff go ahead. the vote. Do you? I'll say
2: the names and then. Ooh, you'll say the names. You're the auctioneer. Wait. Okay. So wait. You're not going to be the last person to provide their opinion. This Should we let
0: him? No. Who gets to be the tiebreaking vote this time?
2: I want to be the tiebreaking vote. I did the legwork. Yeah. Okay. I'm tired of getting thrown under the bus here. That okay. way, I can agree <laughs> with Doug and not get backlash. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's some really good fifty fifty ones in here, so I think this is going to be a good discussion. So again, we're going to go down the list of names. Um, some are obvious, some aren't, uh, and then we'll decide whether or not they fall under the misfit category that Urban and, referenced. And,
0: and should we define misfit on how we are interpreting I his use we of the word misfit? Because we, if any parents are listening, we're not trying. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're not calling people out. We're trying to. Decipher who would, are among who's in the group of people that the head coach called out. And it's not lost for you if you're still on the team. So,
2: yes. Okay. I let's, think that was the point. So, let's define it before we go to the names. Let's misfit encompasses what? Okay. So, when I did the list, I looked at people who have been on the team for three years and haven't done anything, people who got in trouble, haven't or started, haven't played significant snaps. Right. Okay. Injured and weren't able to contribute, and deflections. Defections. Defections. When I said deflections, I was watching the NBA game last night. <laughs> Did I miss another category, or do you think those three subcategories all pretty much encompass it? No,
1: I think that's fine. Defections includes guys who transferred on their own, or of their own volition, and
0: guys who might have been kicked off the team. Or, or something in trouble. Like that, yeah. So, now, and to be fair, being a misfit, you might just be, something about you didn't work out, that you can't, Really control. For instance, you might be a water pistol that squirts jelly. Or you might be a train with square wheels on his caboose. I felt so bad for the train. You might be a bird that swims. Right? I mean that's are you gonna blame the train if its caboose has square wheels? No. But the guy that we're referencing has square wheels, so it's a pretty big insult.
2: Who has square wheels? If you're a misfit on this team, then you're the misfit of the train. Right. So, we're going to say someone's name and say they're the caboose holding the team back?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we should pause the podcast and let Ari watch Rudolph and
0: yeah. then go back. Why am I such a man? This is
2: actually starting to ring... That rings a bell, so... Yeah, I can sing. Yeah. I can sing like an elf, a dentist elf. Yeah. Okay. okay, do you want to start with obvious ones? We'll just go down the list. But <laughs> the just, first one on the list is so good, and I don't want to talk about is it. Is it alphabetical, or what's it by? Star it's rating? by a star rating. Okay. I'm going to start from bottom to top. Here you go. I'm we, nervous. Liam McCullough. <laughs> not a misfit. He's a starting long snapper.
0: I know, but that's... His... Uh, Doug? I mean, he is what he's... exactly. He's exactly he what he's supposed to, to be. be. He's, so he's starting long snapper. I mean, he's not supposed to develop into their top tight end, so yeah. So not a misfit. Not a misfit. Okay, so are you keeping track of this?
2: Yes. Okay. Devon Hamilton. <sighs>
1: uh, it's tough because I... He's hurt now. He broke his foot, and he's out for spring. And he was like kind of in the mix last year at defensive tackle as a redshirt freshman. I would say not a misfit.
0: Cause like, so you're a defensive lineman, an interior defensive lineman, that it is absolutely normal for you to take a redshirt year to develop your body. He's an in-state kid, right? Mm-hmm. He's not some five-star monster. He's not Taron Vincent, right? Late, late take in the class too, right? So he right. comes in, he redshirts his first year, which is completely normal. Then his first year on the field, they, they say his name mm-hmm. last year. He's in the mix. And now it's the spring of his third year and he's hurt. So I think that would be mean to call him a water pistol that squirts jelly. I agree. Not Hats
2: a misfit. Want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so bad. Not a misfit. Rashad Berry.
0: Mm.
1: I find it strange we haven't heard his name this spring. I thought maybe we, we might I have.
0: I think that
2: he, uh, I'm the typewriter.
0: Can we define again
2: misfit? Because <laughs> when you get to me, I'm going to explain the reason why I think what I do. And it's
0: gonna it might help define it. So just what do you think and then I'll go. I mean, basically, this is because of circumstances either in your control or out of your control. You have not yet contributed, right? That's the definition. Mm-hmm. I would say misfit. I would say not a misfit
1: because they played him out of position at tight end when he first got here. Then they move him to defensive end, which is the most loaded position on the team, and he hasn't played that much because he's behind Taequann Lewis, Sam Hubbard, Jalen Holmes, and Nick Bosa. I'm going to say not a misfit.
0: And the stuff they track him on the board, right? They've, he's a freak athlete. He's yeah. a freak
2: athlete. He's just at the worst position. I'm going to say misfit because position changes means precisely you don't have a fit. Even if it's not your fault and the coaching staff plays you at the wrong position? When we started the podcast, we did say square wheels, man it's not your, it, that's, I, I'm i the tiebreaker, man. Just that's deal fine. with it. I'm dealing with it. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Damon Arnett. Not a misfit. Not. Not a misfit. That one was easy. He's like going to be, people think he's going to be like a star, right? Yeah. yeah. He looked really good so far in the spring. I think we all can agree that Arnett is not. Josh
0: Alibi. I know how you think. He fits your label. He's a position change. Started off on defensive line. Now he's on the offensive line. And some
2: position changes work. But if you're the person that gets their position changed during your career three times and you never play, then you're a misfit. I'd say misfit. I'd say, yeah, I I would agree. I don't think he's going to be next year. I think he's probably going to be. And as Urban said, we can call you a misfit now. It doesn't mean you have to end that way. We're motivating him. Yeah. I'm getting nervous. I'm getting more nervous the more times we say misfit. I know, me too. Hey, you know what? It's not our. Could we word.
0: call them tryhards or something? Yeah. Like instead of oh man, okay. they've
2: made it to big time college football. They're they're great people regardless. They okay? just
0: they missed their fit. Yeah. Okay.
2: Misfit is how
0: okay. we're
1: pronouncing Mist- it. M i s
2: s e d. Yeah. Okay. Brandon
0: Bowen. I would say no. No. Okay, no. Well, You would say no to okay. I would, yeah. I mean, he's the backup. So this reminds people, if you don't know the whole roster by heart, Yeah. he's the backup right tackle. Right? He, was the, he was the backup at both tackle spots last year. He was basically the sixth offensive lineman for a playoff team mm-hmm. as a second-year player, so that's pretty good. A.J. Alexander. I would say no, he was the number two tight end. No, he played last
2: year. He's the reason why Ohio State got that first down in the Michigan game. He's the reason it was controversial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He is so good that he can tackle JT Barrett with his butt.
0: Uh, No. Kevin Feeder? Yeah. Not his fault. Explain his situation, but yeah.
1: He's just been hurt the entire time he's been here. And I don't know what his injury is because we never – I don't know if anyone's even asked about it, but I feel like every time we're at practice, that guy's in a walking boot. And I don't know what what, what his issue is, but if you can't – he's been in the program for three years, and he's having a hard time getting on the field. Right for whatever reason, I think
0: you've also you, you say category. misfit too, right? I do, and he's he's like a six nine offensive lineman from New Jersey. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, Robert Landers, not no, nope. Defensive that tackle, one was easy, I think. Defensive tackle uh, in the rotation made some plays
2: last year. Under undersized and still was very noticeable. I thought uh, we wrote a lot about him. Grant Schmidt transferred transferred misfit. That's like an open and that's an open and shut, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's a good one. Josh Norwood.
0: Is he in the mix or not at corner? According to Kerry Combs, everyone's in the mix. You're in the mix at corner. According (laughs) to to Kerry Combs,
1: Combs, everyone's in the mix. I get the sense that if
0: he's in the mix, he's the last guy in the mix. In in a group with a lot of young potential but not a ton of sure things, I guess it would seem to be the opportunity is there to be taken at cornerback right now behind Mm -hmm. Denzel Ward, right? And so if you're not taking it, if other guys are taking it ahead of you, I guess misfit. I would, yeah. I I think misfit.
2: this one's going to be a good one for Doug. Do you know who it is? Guess who the next one is. The timers, pal. Is nope. it Thivis Powell. Nope. Superman! Jamel
0: Dean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to play here. Jamel Dean, uh, they medicaled him at Ohio State. Um, he transferred to Auburn. I think he had medical issues at Auburn. Ohio State explained it as they believed it was an honest medical assessment that his knees were not going to allow him to play college football. Uh... Jamel Dean's high school coach did not take it that way at all at the time. He felt like it was a numbers crunch and they were forcing him out. Ohio State vehemently, vehemently denied that idea. Um, but he's not here, so misfit. He went on and played at Auburn. He got he transferred to Auburn.
1: Didn't play his first year because he transferred. Last year, hurt his knee in August, underwent surgery. Has not played. He is practicing in the spring, currently. And I, I think
2: that he for a while, was in the mix
1: for starting there. I, I don't know. Oh, wait, I'm there. sorry. I misspoke. He is not practicing in the spring. They expect him to be cleared for summer workouts.
0: I mean, it's like one of those things, it's like, yeah. You, you, you certainly hope the best for Jamel Dean, absolutely. He has, did not do anything wrong. His knees are a problem, but it's almost like if he has knee problems at Auburn, it's like it vindicates Ohio State, mm-hmm. you know, because Ohio State believes they honestly assessed that his knees were bad enough that he was not gonna be, it was not going to be healthy for him for his life to try to play college football on those knees, and that's why they said he couldn't play here. So um,
2: he's in the misfit group? He is. Okay. Um, Alex Stump. Transferred. Transferred misfit. Okay. Joe Burrow. Number two quarterback. Future starter. Can't be a misfit if you're backing up a guy who was right. in the Heisman race for a He's doing, He's so, doing
1: what he, what's been expected of him so far.
2: Yep. This one's easy. Denzel Ward, I think we both, all three of us would say he is not a misfit. Nope. He is going to be Ohio State's a one. Corner this year was in the mix with two first round corners uh, last year.
0: No, no question about that. Nick Connor? um, a lot of a lot of injury issues. We have not really seen much of him. Um, a couple linebackers. There's another linebacker who fits that bill. I, I don't even know what has his name come up this spring. Not no. once. Injury issues, and there's a lot of guys in that linebacker room right now. Some younger guys, Keandre Jones, Malik Harrison. It's hard to imagine, based on the names they have in there now and the guys who were returned, how, what his path to the field would look like. He's like a four-star from Dublin. He right? He's a local kid um, who sort of got knocked off his path by knee injuries before he even got started, and then all of a sudden there were a bunch of like top 100 recruits in his room who were younger than him. So I would say at this point, Misfit.
2: Yeah, I think I agree.
0: I think this one's going to be controversial because of my view on it. K.J. Hill. Oh, Bill loves K.J. Hill.
1: I like K.J. Hill a lot. I, I would say no. I don't even know what the reasoning for him being. like. He redshirted, and then last year in a room full of guys who weren't playing the position very well, I thought that there was anyone who
0: showed like a little bit of promise. It was him. He was like the, their second. Well, I mean, he was like their third H behind Curtis, behind Will, Curtis Samuel, Samuel and Wilson. Will. He caught the first touchdown pass of the year. Hit a huge catch against Michigan. He had a couple huge plays. And he's absolutely in the mix to start this year, right? Mm-hmm. I'd say not a misfit.
2: Okay, I think uh, he's not a misfit, but I do think um, in a room that didn't have a really good wide receiver last year, he didn't stand out. I think he made a few plays. I think he's been the next guy in line for a long time, and I think there's a chance he might get hopped over by other people and never
0: But played. wasn't he – isn't he an H,
1: though? I don't think he's been the next guy in line for a long time. He redshirted a year. He's like, yeah. He had one year to play, and he played. And he was in the same was, position as Curtis. Cuz like Stigler. I was Behind obsessed with KJ Hill
2: when he first got here and I was kind of underwhelmed. I think what this I saw. So for a lot of guys like this isn't saying anything
1: mind blowing like this is a very important year for him obviously but I don't I think to label him a misfit And I don't right I is, don't
2: but
0: is, I was just saying my viewpoint and why yeah. I was moderately near the fence. You you could basically take everybody in that receiver room and a year ago who wasn't yeah. Curtis Samuel and make a misfit argument mm-hmm. because the receivers weren't good enough. So okay. but I would say no. Okay, so we agree that he's no uh, Draymond Jones. No. No. He he redshirted his first year with an injury. Everybody liked him immediately then in bowl practice. And he ended up, when Tracy Sprinkle got hurt last year, starting as a redshirt freshman at defensive tackle and is again in the mix to start. So absolutely he not got, a fit.
1: He got better as the year went on. And I thought that the praise that Evermeyer gave him this week on Tuesday was the strongest he's given him. Um, he said that... He said, did he say he was going to play? Oh, of course he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he also said that he was going through the defensive line, and he said the four defensive ends are elite, and then there's Draymond Jones. Like, those are the five best defensive linemen. And he said he like they're playing around with some things in the spring, and one of the things they're playing around with is playing the four defensive ends and Draymond Jones at the same time because that's how highly he thinks of him.
0: A five-person defensive line, like with two linebackers and
1: four yeah. secondary
2: guys? Yeah, like a five-person. Kerry person
0: Combs guy. is the new defensive line coach. Yeah. Um, huh. This
2: one I would have said misfit two weeks ago, and now I don't think he is, and I just ruined it because I'm the tiebreaker, Matt Burrell.
1: Oh, I still think he is in, in, until I mean he's he's having a good spring by all accounts, but until he's either legitimately in the two deep, which he wasn't last year because Demetrius Knox played ahead of him in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, or if he start like if he's starting, obviously he's not, but I think until something substantial happens with him, you can still label him a misfit.
0: I feel like there are two guys who are responsible for the fact that Michael Jordan played, started at guard last year as a true freshman. There are two guys who are responsible for that reality, and Burl's one of them. Um, so I would say misfit. Is there a chance he could start this year? Uh, Yeah, I think so. But is, wasn't he one of the names Urban mentioned?
2: He right? was one of the names that said he's having the best... He's having he's the best thing he's training. had.
1: He said, he said that they've had two scrimmages, and Matt Burrows graded out a champion in both of them.
0: Um, I feel like that means he's trying to climb out of the misfit mm-hmm. cate- okay. category, but well, he still is in it.
2: My no. vote doesn't matter because you guys already won. I think that it's fair to call him a misfit. I think that... I thought he was somebody who might not be on the team a few months ago. So to hear his name come up multiple times and being in the mix, I think is a huge... Uh, recovery for him.
1: Yeah, he's in a much, seemingly in a much better spot he's now. He's mentioned,
0: yeah, right. and the one thing is, I think a lot of what, and you guys mentioned that Urban talked about the offensive line recruiting specifically, when you think about this class, this is the class with five offensive linemen, right? Mm-hmm. The offensive linemen in this class are a big reason why Urban Meyer thinks of this class as a misfit class. Because mm-hmm. I think all five offensive linemen are going to end up being misfits. So far, we have Feeder, Schmidt, and Burl, who were in there, Schmidt transferred. The feeder's been hurt the whole time. Burl has not Burl was been a, good enough to get on the field. And these are big time names, as you mentioned. I mean, Burl he was, was a huge, huge.
2: That was cool. We yeah. were kind of in sync there, huge. wasn't it? We <laughs> just like harmony. I'm, I'm the tenor. Um, okay, move on. Yeah, Isaiah Prince. Not. I don't even think it's a close. I don't no, because he started. But
1: here's here's my thought on it. He started because they had no other choice. Correct. And he wasn't good. Correct. So I think there's a case to be made for him to be put in the misfit. Yeah. Column, but maybe the starting is the deal breaker. And he's but
2: starting. I also think that he showed promise at the end, and in a very tough situation for a guy who got beat up pretty good in the Michigan game. I thought he did a good job in ball practice, and I didn't think he was very bad. I, he, I well didn't too. notice him as being an I issue agree, against Clemson. I so that. I think that that is a and for him being a true sophomore, I think that that means that he solidifies himself as, you know
1: being a non-misfit. And I think I think if there were concerns about him in the spring we would know it
0: and yeah. there doesn't seem to be. They have they had offensive line issues last year that again it reared its head of two offensive line classes sort of missing and Joel, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Prince be, being they had to play because they did just so Brandon Bowen who was a in a second year player who had not really played much was their next in line. I mean yeah. like they didn't have Jordan and, and Prince had to play. So at the very least, he, he's the least misfitty among the misfits, which makes him not a misfit. Yeah. So not a misfit. Superman! Eric Glover Williams. Feel free to make me angry, but go ahead and cast your votes. I'm angry about what I haven't been hearing this spring, but go ahead. I'll get into it.
1: Uh, He didn't
0: redshirt. He started on special teams. One of only like four guys in this class. Can you leave your turn, Doug? One of only four players in this class who played as true freshman. Continue.
1: I don't think you have to be a star to to be considered not a misfit. He's played since the second he got on the team. I would say he's not a misfit.
2: Looks like he's not going to be a misfit. He's not not voting not a misfit. (laughs) He's not a misfit, but I do
0: think he is a positional wanderer who might get passed up. What is the deal... So you guys again. I wasn't at Urban Meyer on Tuesday, but Urban basically ran through the whole too deep. Yeah. And, and Superman, I read your story. I didn't see Superman at H back. What's up?
1: He didn't say his name, but I like he was after he got past like running back, he was like straining to remember guys' names because it's unfair to er-
2: sometimes, er- sometimes I, like, I do wonder. Like we know the team really well. The only other people on planet Earth who know the team better than us are are the people who are part of the team. Yeah. But, like, remembering 85 names at the top of your head is But, like, he just of, came off the
1: practice field. He's got a lot going on. Someone asked him to name the entire roster. No, I'm saying I'm like, it'd be hard. Forgot.
0: Yeah, he forgot. You know, we should do that sometime. We should do, give ourselves a test. We each get, like, 10 minutes at the same time. Write down as many of the 85 scholarship guys as you can.
1: Oh, I Do you bet, think that you well, could get all studying. of them? No, I, I bet I'd crap out, like, in the 40s or 40s. Let's
0: do that after this. I want to do that tonight. Okay, okay and then we can reveal at the next podcast how yeah. we did. Okay. Okay, so listen. Here... And and, I honestly again, don't think I can get to 50. I've been, <laughs> I've been uh, quarterbacks and not <laughs> as around Ohio Skill State positions. quite as much this spring as usual because I've been doing some... He's some Hollywooding us with rounds. the Cavs. And you guys have done a great job. I don't think you've missed a beat until today. That, that room of beat writers... <laughs> He starts talking H backs and nobody raises their hand and says or their voice. What about Superman? Superman? Urban? Yeah, Urban. Real quick, Superman. <laughs> that would have happened if I was there. So I just want the people to know that. And I'm sorry to Superman that I wasn't there for you. Next one. <laughs> this is also kind of. I think
2: Doug likes this one too. Uh, Jay Sean Cornell. Ooh, I do like him.
0: That's a tough one though, right? I that think I got a label. I thought he was like going to play like 70 snaps a game last year. I think he's a misfit. That guy's a big recruit. That yeah, a
2: big
1: get. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on. He was on the same day as another guy we haven't talked about yet.
0: But he that had, was a big day for Ohio he State. He and that was the number one. That's the last person we're going to end out the bank. He and Draymond uh, were at the same spot basically, and that they redshirted as freshmen. Right, were uh, like defensive ends who were moved to defensive tackle, and Draymond took off last year and got a lot of playing time, and Cornell. Basically didn't do anything. Was he hurt? He got hurt a little
1: bit, yeah. And uh, but then I I don't think you and I don't think he was hurt the whole year. But he never got back to a place where he was like Davon Hamilton was ahead of him, mm-hmm. and Robert Landers was ahead of him. And even when Tracy Sprinkle got hurt and there was an opening, he didn't come back in. So I would label him a misfit as well.
0: Wait, there's so there's a guy who I thought was in this class that I think is in the, is one class older. Is it Demetrius right Knox? Yeah, yeah, he's fourteen. Yeah. I get confused if Knox and Bro all the time. They're not in the same. They're place. kind of the same. They're the same position. They're from far away. They okay. were big time. Because he's recruiting. the other guy that that is. I was at fault for Michael Jordan having to play. Yeah. Right. Burl, Burl, or not should have won that spot. Because we're year we're done
2: with it. linemen in this
0: class now. Okay. So, um,
2: okay, Torrance Gibson. I think we all know the answer to that one. It makes me sad. You bumped into at the and Tell him. So we just randomly God, it was so random. So random. I was shocked and jealous, and I <coughs> borderline disliked. Doug. I, I was I was, I was like literally frozen.
0: I couldn't, I was so puzzled by why he was there. So, we're walking through the NFL Combine, and it was one of those moments where, man, that guy looks a lot like Torrance Gibson. And then, like, a three second pause, and like, that's Torrance Gibson. <laughs> and I was frozen enough that I interviewed him and did not ask him why he was there. He was randomly walking down a hallway in the Indianapolis Convention Center where the Combine was being held. And I did not ask. What the hell are you doing here? So um, I, that was a fail on my part, but I did interview
2: I was in the bathroom. Crying. No, before I was in the bathroom and I I thought you guys were walking over to just be in the interview area, so I thought I was like at least a four-minute walk behind you. And I come out of the bathroom and down the escalator, and I the first thing I saw was Doug interviewing Torrance Gibson, and I thought I was on like a reality television show. <laughs> like if there
0: was one way to prank me and make me feel bad, <laughs> yeah. that's it. I can't it. <laughs> Definitely would have been an inbounds for you to like come down the escalator and tackle me <laughs> and, and just take over the interview.
2: But uh, he wrote Doug wrote a story about um, how things went at Ohio State, his position changes, and you know how he had to leave. It's an interesting story. I think you should check it out. Just Google Doug Le Maurice at slash Torrance Gibson. my best friend
0: Torrance <laughs> slash
2: um, Combine, and you'll find it, it. It was good perspective on how he was feeling about the transfer but, to Cincinnati and, and how he needed a new
0: break. And I will say, I mean, so Torrance Gibson's five-star recruit from Florida. Ari wrote 50 stories about him, was a high school quarterback, wanted to play quarterback. Some schools were recruiting him as an athlete. Ohio State recruited him as a quarterback. He got here, and they moved him to a receiver the first week he was here. Um, and then he had some off-field issues. But I do feel like they blew it with him. I would love to know the alternate universe where they kept him at quarterback. Yeah. And so, and I feel like they were... You know I, I don't know what the word is, but it didn't go here the way he expected it to, and it 's not just the off field stuff it's it's i think he was and he, he felt like one thing was going to happen with his position, and then another thing happened. and he said he wanted to go to Cincinnati because he wanted to be associated with something different than the things that had already happened right and he He felt like he, if he was stayed at Ohio State, he would have a target on his back, and everybody would be looking at him that's the guy who had these off field issues um but he's going to play quarterback at Cincinnati for Luke Fickle, and I'll be curious to see if he wins that job. And It's, it's a shame that Ohio State's opening their season on a Thursday because that would, so is Cincinnati, and that would be a fun game to go. Cincinnati, this this could be really fun, people. So Luke Fickle's debut at Cincinnati, which could include Torrance Gibson, the quarterback. They open Thursday night against Austin P. the same night Ohio State is opening with Indiana. And then the next week, Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, and Torrance Gibson go to Michigan. He's one of us. Oh, it's Oklahoma. I was going think like we might, if that was the week they were playing Army or UNLV yeah, or whatever. I think we'll one go. of us would have to go. Boy, be tempting. I but.
2: still kind of think it's down. T- <laughs> <laughs> so what times anyway. the Oklahoma game and what times the Michigan game? If one's a, think, is it possible one's that
0: It's a double dip? Have they announced the Oklahoma game time?
2: No, but I bet it's 8 o'clock. If o'clock, one's at noon,
0: by the year. time you got done with the story, we need even hit the road till 5. Is but you don't have it? to write the story. Is it a Fox game, though? Because Fox, Fox, it was a Fox game, I think, because Oklahoma, because the Big 12 is Fox. Well, now Fox is, has the Big 12, the Big 10 deal this year. I'm just assuming this, this is our, our budgeting meeting,
2: everyone. This is how it goes. When we're yeah, gonna the, Fox, the, the Fox
1: ESPN split on the Big 10 game starts this season. That's why Ohio State's playing on a Thursday night and there's Friday night games this year. That's part of the new TV deal.
0: So they're not gonna be so Ohio State's just not gonna be the Saturday night, eight o'clock ABC ESPN game? It
1: could be, but it could also be on Fox. Like the Fox Saturday night game was like always a Big Twelve or a Pac twelve game. Now it could potentially be a
2: Big Ten game, I think. I might be wrong, but I think it's kinda confusing. But we'll tell you what station it's on before the game. But I kinda wanna cover the Michigan Cincinnati game more than the Oklahoma game and now you just gotta peek into how we budget our stories. If
1: Michigan Cincinnati is at is at noon, you can go Cover the game, talk to Torrance Gibson, be on the road by four, and be in Ohio Stadium in the first quarter of Ohio State Oklahoma. Or you could
0: just go and Bill Livy and I will handle Ohio yeah, State or Oklahoma. Yeah. I honestly would be tempted to, if he's the starting quarterback. I think that's that interesting. Because what if he beats Michigan? Yeah, yeah like, could you imagine? P- what would people read more of? Another Ohio State Oklahoma story that's going to be from 8 o'clock at night and it's going to be rushed and, like, we're not going to write it till the morning. This is funny. Or Ari Wassman chronicles Torrance Gibson's rise from the ashes and destruction. It's an Ohio State, State
2: story. Yeah. It's an Ohio State story. So It's regard- an Ohio State story
0: even without. The Michigan part. Well, well even without yeah. the Torrance Gibson part. Yeah. Luke Fickle is going back to Michigan Stadium as a head coach for the first time since he became – like, the only Ohio State coach to lose at Michigan Stadium, like, in the last 15 years. So I get the volunteer for it? Did I just win that? or Have, are no, we gonna no, I kind of want
1: to go, too. <laughs> <it the> tra- <laughs> the dra- I'll cover the Oklahoma game solo. It'll be fun.
2: We'll just do AP for the Oklahoma game. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry.
0: Um, take dispatch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, next thing. The next two are not misfits. I think it's, it's Mike Weber and Jerome Baker. Those are clearly not. They are the two best players in that class, yeah, correct? For sure. Oh, The two best players who Denzel are... Denzel Ward? Denzel Ward. I mean, if you ask Kerry Combs, Denzel Ward's better than... Uh, I think there's an argument to be made Jerome that Denzel Randall Ward
1: is at least as good as Mike Weber.
2: Who's oh, the I, oh, best sure. player in this class? The best player in this class, I think, without question, is Jerome Baker. I think it's Jerome
0: Baker. I think it's Jerome Baker, who originally committed to Florida. Yeah.
2: Okay, and the last one. You ready for this one? I'm sorry, I was just thinking of the day Jerome
0: Baker committed to Florida.
2: Doug
1: Doug helped me out big time on that day because I was covering high schools and I was on my way to his commitment ceremony. I had a story all typed up, ready to publish, Jerome Baker is committing to Ohio State. And then you called me, I don't even know if you remember this, Doug, you called me and I was like 10 minutes from Benedictine and you're like, I think he's going to commit to Florida. And I don't know how you knew it. But I was standing on the field at Benedictine holding my computer in one arm because there were no tables, typing a story with one hand that Jerome Baker committed to Florida and got the post up the second he committed.
2: Wow. And now you're seeing the star. Well, and, then he, and then he flipped like a Yeah,
0: Because
2: yeah. that was the weird signing day ceremony where you weren't allowed to ask questions, right? Right. It was Jerome Baker at
1: a table on the field with no microphone, like eleven people sitting in the bleachers, and then like six reporters standing on the track around the field.
2: Why wasn't I there?
1: Because Landis had it. Dollar B was scooping. Was it signing day? No, it was not May. You
2: might have you might have been like at the Derby or something. Because that is so interesting of like the fact that, like, in, I would have written this at the time, but, like, it is so weird that an Ohio kid's committing elsewhere, he's not taking questions. Could you imagine the story? Well, that was, I mean, you wrote a terrible I, story. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to talk to him after the fact.
1: Like, oh, okay, I got to talk to him there, but then I talked to his high school coach, who's now a coach at Maryland.
0: Because he was your boy. Because he was my boy. You, and you played, played video games together.
2: Fun fact about Bill Landis. He played Jerome Baker in NCAA football, and he used Penn State. And Jerome <laughs> Baker was Florida when he was committed to Florida. And I think it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. He humanity. Yeah, smoked. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. That's not new with the football games, huh, Bill? No. Wow. So, uh,
0: but and then, by the way, so as it turns out, Jerome Baker is a very, very good linebacker and a very nice person. Yeah. And it is a very good thing for Ohio State that he is at Ohio State. Uh-huh. Could
2: you imagine him winning? The not fight
0: that he for? wasn't a nice person before. But he was clearly a worse well, person because he's, he's going to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> Traitor. Uh, the Bucks. Um, but you knew him probably at that point better than any other reporter. And so for us, it's like, yeah, oh, he's a yeah. recruit. He's a big recruit in Northeast Ohio. Um, you knew him from doing the stories on him. But now getting because, to know Jerome Baker at Ohio State, because he's I a use, really good guy. I know. use your
2: stories to write the a story about... The Ohio commitment, who to, or the Ohio prospect, he told Urban no. Right. And then two months later, he didn't tell him no. But he was, and I think. I waited. went to his high school, I think. He, when he was committed to Florida, signed an Ohio
1: State helmet for an Ohio State fan. I thought that was the most interesting thing. When we were playing video games and I was doing a profile on him, I thought that was the most interesting thing he told me. He was working out at a field in Cleveland, and some random Ohio State fan came up with, him with, a, with a pair of shoes and an Ohio State helmet and asked this Florida commit to sign them, and he did it. And now it could be worth something one right? day. Yeah, now it makes sense, but I'm with it. And
0: he was comm- he committed was to it, Florida was as a Mark Pantone, <laughs> and then Will Muschamp got fired. Yeah, right. And that's, that's the whole that's thing. That's what. So I mean, it's. I guess he might have flipped anyway because I know Luke Fickle stayed on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a but, huge... I had
2: a huge Jerome Baker
0: story. I never got to write because you were writing about him in the um, fall. Yeah, Still kind of salty about long. it. Okay, you can save it. He's gonna be good again. That sound
2: has been deleted for like a year.
0: You gotta save your sound. I have everything that any player
2: has ever said His to me. His mom who went on work. like how even when he was committed to Florida, this whole thing, a little bit of a side note, but they kept the Ohio State official offer letter on the fridge for months while he was committed to Florida. You
0: deleted that audio for real? Did you transcribe it first? It's gone. I save all my audio. But you I have it know. in your head. You have it in your head. You can go back. You could write that.
2: I don't know. I don't know if I could find the sound because sometimes I drag it in there. It was a very interesting story, and I remember I got done talking to his mom about it, and you're like, I'm doing Baker. And I was like, great. (laughs) I'll just throw
0: this great interview I had under the trash, and it's never been written. But you... I label my audio and and save it in iTunes.
2: We don't need to go about, like, how awesome you are and how bad I am. But my
0: computer, my 500 megahertz computer is completely filled with stuff, and it doesn't function.
2: Um, And, like, the thing about it is... yeah, we'll talk about the merits of how I approach my life another time. <laughs> um, okay, last one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Justin Hilliard. Justin Hilliard. Um, it's tough
1: because I don't know, like, he's been injured. And it's. I think his injuries are – torn bicep, in my head, is rare. And it's happened to him twice. It's kind of unbelievable to me. And there hasn't been a point – since he's been here, that I don't think he's been capable of playing. He just had those two freak injuries. And that makes me not want to label him as a, as a misfit because of that. Like, I, if, had he been healthy as freshman
2: year, I think he would have played. So this kid's a top 50 recruit. Five Up and until this past for- number thirty-four guess. overall nationally, yeah. number one in Ohio, and number two
0: outside linebacker in the entire class. Remember him? I remember him being at an Ohio State camp, and we all swarmed him because this was going to be such a huge get for Ohio State if they could get him. He came and he got Chick Harley's old number, right? And that was mm-hmm. like a big deal that he was going to be allowed to wear the number forty-seven of an Ohio State legend. Um, they told I, him he could wear it in his recruitment because they needed him. I think that when Urban Meyer thinks about this class and says it's been a misfit class, I think in his head the idea that – was he the number one recruit in this class? Mm -hmm. He was. Only five-star. Has not contributed. That contributes to Mm -hmm. Urban Meyer's view of this class as a misfit class. So I'm basing my vote on how I think Urban Meyer sees it, and I would say misfit. I think it's misfit, and it's not close. Okay. And I think that part
2: of it was injury, right, at the beginning. Almost all injury, right? It, 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 I think that's the only thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the thing about it is, is if you're a five-star prospect who is rated as high as you were and, like, is, was supposed to be the next great Ohio State linebacker, when he committed to Ohio State, I was at his commitment ceremony. Stacey Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott's dad, yelled, Go no Bucks! <laughs> like, right <laughs> after he did it, the entire room exploded. Like, it was a huge day for Ohio State. And that was the same day that we mentioned earlier in the podcast that like Jay Sean Cornell committed and that was like supposed to be a program altering day and so far it hasn't been and i think that it's pretty easy right now under the understanding that urban said that people can turn it around because he's in the too deep at this point that so far justin hilliard has been a complete misfit
0: i remember writing a story um their first camp when they were true freshmen and they had this three-man linebacker group and they all lined up together as like a third team I think Connor was in the middle at that point, but it was Nick Connor, Justin Hilliard, and Jerome Baker, and interviewing all three of them and the idea of, okay, these guys are true freshmen. They're third team right now, but this could be their – looks like their starting linebacker group, like in 2017. One of them is starting and looks like a star, and the other two have been hurt. And that's the number one thing that's held those two back. Now, no one was taking Chris Worley's job. But no one – Chris Worley wasn't necessarily Chris Worley at that point. He was a safety at that point, wasn't he? And and Booker – Dante Booker easily could be gone by now um, as an early NFL guy maybe if he hadn't been hurt last year. So anyway, we love to project. I know you guys as fans like it to project. It's fun to look ahead, think about, oh, these guys are going to be starting. So it looked like that for a day and then – Here we are, two of the three haven't done much so far. So what is the total of the class? So, so far, there were 26
2: enrollees in that class. How many did we... 26 recruits. 26 recruits.
0: Live math, baby. Okay, so I do have 26. What do you guys think? What's your guess on how we came down? 11. 11. Eleven, not the
1: not or wait. Eleven misfits or eleven non misfits.
2: Well, I wrote all of them down, so I'm cheating. So You're cheating, but I.
0: How but many no, misfits? I. Shall, I wrote down my votes. I think nine actually. We have twelve misfits. Fourteen, so 14 non misfits. Almost half the okay. class. So the misfits again. We're sort of trying to go by the Urban Meyer definition of it, and we're just basically going on guys who haven't done much yet, either because they left because they've had injuries or because they just haven't performed enough to break through. The misfits are Rashad Berry, Joshua Alibi, Kevin Feeder, Grant Schmidt, who transferred, Joshua Norwood, Jamel Dean, who transferred before he even did anything, Alex Stump, who transferred, Nick Connor, Matthew Burrell, Jay Sean Cornell, Torrance Gibson, who transferred, and Justin Hilliard. The non-misf- non-misfits are Leah McCullough, Davon Hamilton, Damon Arnett, Brandon Bowen, A.J. Alexander, Robert Landers, Joe Burrow, Denzel Ward, K.J. Hill, Draymond Jones, Isaiah Prince, Superman, Mike Weber, and Jerome Baker. Okay,
2: so now we did some numbers and we added up other classes as a cross-reference of who we would, how many
0: people that we think would be misfits in other classes. Yeah. So So we can start with 2012. Out of 26 is a 46% misfit rate in the 2015 class. Okay. Start with 2012. Because you'd add that up, right? Yeah. Hold on. I'm adding them up right now. So 2012 was Urban Meyer's first class. It was half an Urban Meyer class. It was some guys Luke Fickle had uh, recruited during the 2011 year when Luke Fickle was the interim head coach. Uh, And some guys that Urban Meyer came in after he was hired after Thanksgiving and before February came in and started throwing offers out and started trying to flip uh, four-star guys who were – in the area and committed to other programs, uh, he ended up flipping a lot of guys like Kyle Dodson and Savon Pittman. and um, he got Cameron Williams and Armani Reeves out of Massachusetts, who had been Penn State commits. Tommy Shutt had been a Penn State guy. Briante Dunn. They got a lot of Penn State guys. Uh, Penn State was exploding at that point. Uh, Briante Dunn was Michigan State guy. Or was no, he I'm sorry, he didn't flip. I'm sorry, but he, he was, was open vet. and
2: he was he was visiting Michigan. Wasn't he? And like, I remember Urban Meyer, the big story. I don't know if anybody wrote this, but like the rumor was that Urban Meyer like walked up to Briante Dunn while he was committed uh, and like knocked on his window and said, if you want to be a Buckeye, you have to tell me you're a Buckeye right now or
0: we're going to move on from you. And like he committed again on the spot and that was the end of it. Like that was the thing. Flipped Kyle Dodson from Wisconsin. Um, So yeah, that was a big, they didn't have as much time to get to know the guys in that class. Um, but there are also a lot of guys in that class who I think ended up having some bad luck with injuries, right? Yeah. 25 total in that class, 15 misfits. So we had a 46% misfit rate in 2015 and 2012, that's a 60% misfit rate. Do you, All you want me to that name off the say. names real quick? Well, Do they want to name them off. I don't know. Do we have to call more individuals misfits? It hurts my heart. No, I think
1: you did a pretty, I think <laughs> the names you just rattled off, people can. Okay. How many guys signed total in the 2013 class? I'll go look that up while you talk. Okay, because I have uh, seven who I'd label in the Misfit category for 2013. 2013,
0: which which is the... The cornerstone (laughs) of a national
1: championship. The greatest recruiting class of all time. Yeah, (laughs) Super Softs Part 2. Merriman Myers' first full recruiting class. Had (laughs) Mike Mitchell, five-star linebacker who transferred. Evan Lyle never competed for a starting job is transferring was a huge recruit huge rec- was uh, interestingly like before this recruiting class I was like astonished by this they got Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers in this recruiting class who were the two highest rated linemen they've signed since ever Myers been here the two before that were Jamarco Jones and Evan Lyle um Ken Burrows, maybe shouldn't be
0: he was like he was like a co-starter with Von Bell at the start of uh the 2014 season, and then ended up getting beaten out by Von Bell, basically, which is nothing to be ashamed of, and then had a lot of injuries, And then got hurt, yeah. um, <clears throat> but he was a big recruit. He was like the leader of that class. He was the first guy in, I think, was a big Ohio in-state recruit. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, injuries kind of prevented him from being what maybe he could have been, but that's part of the deal. Okay, so we'll leave him in there. So, Mike
1: Mitchell, Evan Lyle, Cam Burrows, Trey Johnson, another guy who was injured, uh, Jamie Thompson transferred, correct? Yep. James Clark who was here for 4 years and uh, had a hard time cracking a rotation until his 4th year and is now a graduate transfer to Virginia Tech and then Donovan Munger who had some very serious health problems. You're also forgetting ball. one. Who am I forgetting? Timothy Gardner. We he decided
0: not to include him. But well, he never He'd even ever... really was here. Okay. Like he wasn't even he he was gone before. So I don't know if the you guys season. Want, I, I wouldn't th- count him. Okay, well. then
2: take the total class number down from 24 to 23. Okay. So we're not counting Gardner.
1: 7 of 23. 30% misfit rate. Okay, and then 2014 is also seven. Of? Out of the total class, I think was 25 that year.
2: Okay, I'll count it up. Okay. If you want to talk about the, the Sure, guys. the
1: 2014 class, uh, the guys I have uh, in the misfit category would be Demetrius Knox, who we talked about earlier, who could potentially start this year at, at right guard. But, but should have started last year. Should have started last year. Michael Jordan beat him out. Kyle Berger. Hurt. Injuries took away his career. Kyle Trout. Never competed again. It's kind of the same boat as Evan Lyle. He's transferring to Cincinnati. Marcellus Jones left the team. Tried to go to Kentucky and I think either got kicked out off the team there or left that team too. Dylan Thompson has been here the entire time. Knee injuries died.
0: from the minute he got here, unfortunately for him. Darius Slade. Was a huge signing day get was this guy, this defensive end from New Jersey, that Larry Johnson got hired. And immediately it was like Larry Johnson, this magic defensive line recruiter, had like a no I think knew the family from a previous from an older brother, I think, that he maybe committed had recruited while at Penn State. This Darius Slade guy was a late ad and has done has not really done anything. And then I know.
1: And then the last one is Sean Nuremberger, scholarship kicker who's twice lost his starting job to walk-ons, once because he was injured, the other time because the other guy was better. And then Irvin made it sound like this week that he said it's not his job. Like that was a direct quote from Irvin Meyer. Um, Blake, is it Hallbeal or Hallbeal? I don't know how you say it. Hallbeal, I think. Hallbeal. Irvin Meyer didn't say his last name. So the I don't new kicker they have coming in, Irvin Meyer made it sound like he could potentially be the one kicking field goals next year. And that would be another year where Sean Nurnberger, a scholarship kicker, is not the one
2: kicking field goals for Ohio State. Okay, 23. So, so that's seven, 7 out of seven, 23. 23. Okay, that's 30%. I think 30% is. Ideal. So
1: they were 60% in the first class, which is like a weird oh, one. Wait, that's 43%. Sorry. No,
0: wait. I'm bad at math. Seven you can't even 12. do math with a
1: 30%. 30%. 30%. <laughs> so 60% in 2012, which I think like, you're almost going to pass on because of how weird it was yeah. assembling that class. 13 and 14 were both 30%, and 15 was 48%, is
2: that what it was? 46%. 46%. So this is the... So, so it's higher. The misfit rate is higher for the class... That he isolated as misfits,
0: but they also still have more time to unmisfit themselves. Yeah. A couple of these guys, because you know there are guys. I'm sure there are guys in that group in, in 2013 or 14 that we did not label. That maybe in their third year we might have labeled misfits because they hadn't contributed yet. But then they did something. You know, Daryl Baldwin, for instance, and I guess Daryl Baldwin is even before the that. Good eleven, right? yeah. But Daryl Baldwin is a guy or ten who wound up being a starting. Tackle for a national championship team, but he did it as a fifth-year senior, and he was a position switch too, wasn't he? He was really a defensive end at the beginning, yeah. And Chase Farris
1: so, might be a, a, a guy like Chase that, too, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, like Does guys like so that, weird? we at, at the in their third year of their career, they were switching positions and hadn't done anything. Would have labeled. Well, I think as it's that. funny because
2: like Chris Worley is like one of the best players or one of the more dependable players in Ohio State's defense and he might have been a misfit 2 years ago and he was just behind Darren Lee.
0: There would have been a lot of guys guys who were behind the stars from the 2013 class that had to wait their turn that um, might have been labeled as such, you know, like it would have been too early to do it, but there was a time when we would have been like, all right, what do you think of this this safety? He's getting ready to enter his third year. He redshirted his first year. He played a little bit on special teams as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he had to sit behind some veterans, but he hasn't really done anything yet. Is Malik Hooker a misfit or not a misfit? We probably would have labeled him a misfit. Yeah. And then now he's the best player you know, in the How long have we gone, so, Bill? Are we going to do questions?
2: I don't have many. We've gone about 40 minutes, I think. That was pretty... Uh, I thought that was like an intense podcast. I was like concentrating the entire time.
0: Yeah, I have a headache, kind of. But that, but in a good way. Did good you eat uh, anything on the way back from Cleveland? I did. I a, I, a, I get a, i go to McDonald's and I get a double hamburger. Is my thing. I get older, So up. you didn't you
2: didn't stop over at the uh, Oasis today, or
0: no? I feel I, like you're a fraud because you go to Cleveland all the time and you never stop at Aces. What I today. usually do now is I get a large Pizza Hut pizza to pick up. I like. Do you guys do one? I think the most underrated fast food in the car, especially on a long trip, is. When you're by yourself, is whole the whole pizza? Whole pizza riding shotgun. Whole pizza riding shotgun, and if it's an it's, a, I always get the thin and crispy because it's easy to eat while you drive. Is it not? Because I, I get uh, stuffed crust,
2: but stuffed crust is greasy, and I wouldn't want, like. I would never ever order anything from Pizza Hut that was not a stuffed crust pizza ever. Mm. So, but I've never in my life. I've done a lot of really disgusting things. I've eaten a Cane's chicken finger out of the trash before. Wow, that's a really heavy thing to admit on a podcast. <laughs> It was, okay, well, first of all... Was it, it was your own trash? Hundreds of people listen to this. It was with my roommate, and my in the trash can was full, okay? And, and he You're not justifying No, 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 no no no, 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 listen to what me. What
0: point in your life was this?
2: Uh, I was 26. Okay, so it wasn't in college. I was an adult. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I was... And I could have gone it to Keynes and gotten my own. Trash can was full. It was still in the... Um, styrofoam that the canes okay. come through, and they were non-eaten full chicken fingers sitting like on top of the trash in the tin. Is that
0: disgusting? No. You know what's disgusting? That your roommate threw away a whole chicken yeah. finger. Yeah. Did you not have a fridge? And I've been I've been belittled for it, and no. I don't feel like it's that disgusting. I think I know which roommate this was, and that outrages me. <laughs> this <laughs> one would throw away an entire. Was there a bite out of
2: it? Here's my question. There were two. There were two full chicken fingers left in the box. What? That's outrageous. I'm. I'm not, I. I stopped short of even that.
1: Like you went looking in the garbage for food. <laughs> it wasn't like the box was. The container was closed. You opened the trash <laughs> can and thought to yourself, "I
2: wonder if there's edible food in this garbage." Let me check. Oh, there is. Okay. Or were you told? I just threw chicken fingers. Away. I was you not told to them. I was not told. But I was throwing something away, and I moved the box mm. out of the way. And when I opened, or when there's I moved. No, when I opened the box, it was heavy. And I'm thinking to myself, a Cane's box in the trash should be well, yeah, a fraction be the of box. A, You're yeah. like a detective. Yeah. <laughs> and I opened it, and there were fries, and it was like, it was, seemed like somebody wasn't prepared for Cane's. Was there an unopened Cane sauce? No, that's Is the that just, one gross that's thing. A crime? The one gross thing was that the Cane sauce was open and the lid was, and it was kind of spilling into there. So it wasn't intact, but it wasn't like I took a chicken finger that was exposed to itself no, out of the trash, the and the I don't find that
0: that disgusting what I did. I don't even know if I would label that trash. It's in the box, and the box happened to be resting on something that happened to be trash. I think you're totally in the clear. I'm okay. angry at your
2: roommate.
0: I'll give you...
1: Okay. You I'll said I'm not
2: going to justify it to you, so don't like try to like, back no. off now. But like, I, I feel like it's, not, it's saying I ate a chicken finger out of the trash... It gives you the wrong idea of what actually happened. Yeah, but it was technically in the trash.
0: Right? <laughs> would you have eaten the chicken finger, Bill?
2: No, Bill well,
1: probably wouldn't have even discovered it. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have looked into this. Oh, you said it opened on its own, right? no? No, or no, it didn't open. <laughs> I, oh, you felt that it was heavy. I
2: felt that there was some weight.
1: To no, it. I would not yeah. have even.
0: I would not have even looked. <laughs> I back. think I would have done the exact same thing you did all the way through. I'm completely behind you. on this. <laughs> All right, good. But what were we talking about before? Oh, I've never had so that I said, chicken
2: finger podcast. I can't but I just said doing. that like. I've done a lot of things with food that I'm not proud of um, in my life, but I've never had a large pizza to myself during a drive. So I think it, it's, but it intrigues, this
0: intrigues me. Because what you normally do is like you eat like five pieces in you the first sitting and then like an hour later when you start to get a little bit hungry, there's hey, yeah, a piece you, of pizza you the sitting next to you. Yeah. No, I can't story. believe,
1: yeah, we were in Phoenix for the Fiesta Bowl two years ago and I went to get pizza with Ari and his dad at a place called Spanato's. It was excellent pizza. <laughs> Ari's dad suggested that we took take the leftover <laughs> pizza and like put it in the back seat of the car just in case we get that little twitch is how he described it and we want to reach back and grab a slice as opposed to like putting it in the trunk or something like that so you're said yeah put it in the it in
2: back home. seat just in case you get a twitch yeah. which i thought was a really funny way of describing wanting to <laughs> a yeah. twitch
1: but the twitch like it, is the twitch is after you like you feel full and then like after and this was like 5 minutes 40, after we were
2: pulverized yeah. but we ate a whole pizza, <laughs> but like that is a good thing because and the thing that I never do is I never, I never pick up pizza anywhere. If yeah, it's from a... if, if, it's, if it's from a if it's from a place like Domino's or Pizza Hut, I'm either delivering it, but I do buy frozen ones. I've never had the thought I'm hungry. I'm going to pick up a pizza for the road.
0: I love when I'm driving to type in Pizza Hut into the map app and see where the closest Pizza Hut pops up, and then dial that Pizza Hut. And then it's like you're 12 minutes away, and you order it, and then you just get off your exit ramp, go in, go to the bathroom, get your pizza, get back in the car, and then for the next, like, four hours, you're happy.
2: 12 minutes? What do you do for a drink? Yeah.
0: You stop I, at a gas station and get something? I, I'm conflicted. If I have to get gas, then I go in and get a drink at the gas station and get, like, a 62-ounce or whatever. Because you're not going to buy a 2-liter. Otherwise, they have a 20-ounce. Oh, a 20 they do? Okay. They Okay. And the pizza, you get a large pizza at Pizza Hut. Basically, it's anything for 10 bucks. Yeah.
1: But it's got to be the thin, thin and Crispy.
0: It's easier to eat. Yeah. The Thin and Crispy is very easy to eat. Uh, and I like it. So that's our Pizza Hut fake that's ad, pizza ad. That's a pizza fake hut. ad. We're going to tweet at you.
2: So I think we might be like at 50 minutes now and I have a few questions. Do we want to do this? Or uh, we are can we... just talk about what we eat in the car for another 10 minutes. Yeah. The one thing I want to eat that I haven't had in years is Long John Silver's. Just My wife a... loves
0: Long John Silver's.
2: Katie, if you're listening, Let's go. Fast food fish does not do it for me. No. I love fast food fish.
0: <laughs> I don't like it. I love it. Which is, is Long John Silver's better or Filet O Fish better? The Filet Fish is.
2: Whoever created that should win the Nobel Prize. Did you ever go to Arthur Treacher's? I've never been there, and I've never been to Captain D's. You know what
1: I found out? Arthur Treacher's was established in Columbus.
0: Really? Columbus has a long history of fast food. And I also think it's out of business now. I saw a sign at McDonald's today. It was on the electric sign. It said, two FOF for $4. And I was like, two FOF for $4. I did want to
2: figure it out. You guys know this about me, and this is one last fast food thing that, like, I was thinking about. But sometimes at late at night, like I ha- like my thoughts consume me, and I like go into my car and I'll just drive around for an hour or whatever just to like clear my head, listen to my abrasive rap music. But I went down High Street, and I just kept going south. I was just cruising down High Street because I was like I've never been down that way before, and I drove for like thirty minutes south, and I saw to the right a place called Rax. R A X.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's like a. Arby's type place, yeah. But it, like, I think it used to be really popular. I've never eaten it. I didn't eat it that night. But I was, what's the deal with that place?
0: I, I think it's like it. that. I think it's like an Arby's kind of competitor that I think lost the battle. But there must be there's a couple like a, stragglers hanging around,
2: right? And I think it used to be on High Street back in the day because somebody posted a picture, or a video, um, on YouTube last week of just a camera uh, filming High Street as they drove up High Street in 1988 from Lane past where I live now. And I thought it was fascinating just to watch. And there was a Rex on High Street. And I was like, oh, I remember that because that place seemed familiar to me. And it seemed like an old school fast food place that might be worth eating. And I don't know what you guys thought, if you've yeah. had that. I've not. I don't think I've had I've never even heard of it. I, I've definitely heard of it. But I do like, um, I really like rallies, but I never go.
1: They're called checkers where I'm from.
2: Like, I eat McDonald's probably 10 times to every, no, 20 times probably, or 25 times to one on rallies. And I think rallies is awesome. Pretty good. They have good fries. Great fish sandwich there, if you're so inclined. If you're a fast food fish guy,
0: okay. I don't think this is a bad podcast format. Forty minutes of football, twenty minutes of fast food. Then questions. If you don't want the fast food, you can just skip then it. And be done. Yeah, we're not like making you listen to this ridiculous crap. But now we're getting to, we're football. getting to
2: Ohio State football questions now. Okay. So we we're going to wrap it around and let you guys finish on a high note with Ohio State. From Lil Buck fifteen, he's a regular. What's you up, he, Buck? He retweets us a lot. He reads our stuff. We appreciate it. Um, his handle is Stamper Peyton 15 Do you guys see Mike Weber having a big breakout season, and is Victor the best receiver? Also, who do you think is going to step up in the defensive backfield? Now, I think we've covered a lot of these topics before, but it's a good refresher. I think, Doug, I'll let you start with you. I think you, I know your answer for who you think is going to step up in the defensive backfield. Jordan Fuller or Eric Smith?
0: He's I thought say. I thought you were going to say Okuda because you love him. Well, but you guys have a calmed me down on Okuda a little bit. There's a
2: definition. There's a definition. I like I mean, Jordan Fuller a lot too.
0: I think that there is a
2: distinction between what step up means. Does that mean become a breakout star and have an awesome year, or is Okuda going to have important reps as a true freshman? Because I,
0: I think that that counts as step up. I've calmed down on Okuda in part because Damon Arnett seems to be having such a good spring and Denzel Ward's not going anywhere and Kendall Sheffield is here as a as a junior college transfer who seems more ready to play right away. So if I was going to answer that, I think my answer would be Jordan Fuller. at safety, who has corner skills and I think is going to be a next – I talked to him at the Fiesta Bowl. I think he's a next breakout guy, um, maybe the next Malik Hooker at safety. And I think if he gets to be on the field, it seems like what you guys wrote – maybe a three-safety rotation between the two spots, and he's in there. So if he's in there, I think he's going to look good. Yeah, he's my guy too, I think, because he can play both safeties. I'm not, I'm not so
1: sure that Eric Smith can play the Damon Webb spot, which is like basically a uh, corner. Which is the Von Bell spot. The Von Bell spot. Eric but, Smith's more Titus Powell, but right? But Fuller, I think, can play both, and that would help him, I think. And so
0: he's my guy as well. And he's he's like a little bit bigger, right? I mean, yeah. he's a big, he's tall guy. He's, like, he's probably six one, six two. can really cover there, I think, would be uh, very interesting.
2: Okay, do you – I think that's enough – Mike Weber is Mike Weber. And, uh, but uh, let no, me say that, I, don't, I am not going to predict
0: at the moment a huge breakout season. For no, him. no, no I don't, I, but I think that we've established that we all agree that on we that. we think he is a little bit he is who he is, and that I don't know that we think he's going to be one of the best running backs in college football. I
1: also think that J.K. Dobbins and Mario McCall are going to take more carries away from him.
0: And that's why I wanted the segue to the
2: next question from OSU Football Talk. I don't know what that means. It sounds like a podcast. It sounds like a competitor. <laughs> OSU Football Talk, thanks for asking the question. Just know that our podcast is better than yours. <laughs> Thoughts on J.K. Dodds? Chance of increased playing time. I mean, increased implies that he's played before. I He, uh, everything is... He looks really good.
1: It's an, it's the spring. He's not going against Ohio State's number one defense. Like, we're saying this off of watching a little bit of the drills, watching the highlight videos they put out from practice. He looks like the real deal, but he's not always going against number one defense. I think that's important to keep in mind. I think that Weber is certainly ahead of him. I think at the end of the day, McCall is probably ahead of him, too, so you're talking about the third tailback. Um, I think he'll play more than we've ever seen a third tailback play, but that might mean he gets, like, 30 carries next year. I don't know if he's in line to get 50, 60, 70 carries, but I think he will be good. I
2: think it's always good when a player has a fast start. People are saying good things about him. He's, like, the highlight tapes star. Mm-hmm don't think that means he's going to be a starter. I just think that it means he's acclimating quickly and could be in a position to be very good in the future and he seems ahead of Antonio Williams because Antonio Williams Antonio Williams is, is
1: is hurt and it is not a good time I think to be a hurt running back with the guys they have there
2: okay um okay I'm gonna do one for me because I'm selfish Fam-tastic, at Fam-tastic. fantastic at <laughs> fantastic Ari... What do you think is the best tartar song? No, uh, what, <laughs> what recruits are still at the top of Ohio State's wish list for 2018? Wanted to get one recruiting question in. I think right now, I'm not going to go down the list of a bunch of guys that they're recruiting, but I think without question, their number one remaining target on their board has to be Jackson Carmen, the five-star offensive lineman from Fairfield. He is one of the best overall prospects in the country. He named Clemson a leader last week, which took a lot of people by surprise. And that is a kid that Ohio State cannot lose, cannot let leave the state, and cannot let go to the team that embarrassed them in the Fiesta Bowl. I think he is their number There's one a lot going on. There's there. a lot going on there, yeah. and that's I think that's, without question, the easiest answer that you could come up with.
1: Yeah. that's
2: a They need tackles big time. No,
1: It's not this that he's a, the best player in Ohio and he could go to Clemson. Yeah, like Meyer, they just got the best tackle recruit they've ever had under Urban Meyer, right? Who? Who? No, oh, Davis and Myers are
0: guards. Oh, you talk. He- oh, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, offensive tackle. tackle. Sorry, sorry, no. no offensive um, tackle. Oh. Tackle. There's a tackle on offense and tackle yeah, on there defense. I'm uh-huh. confused. There's
2: also a tackle when you go fish him. Maybe he'll play defense. It's possible that he could be a misfit and switch. No, I'm just kidding. Just a joke. Um, where can you get your podcast? I'm going to tweet this to you, Rich Rogers, when we're done here. Rich and- Rod. He's Rich Rod. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that. I think that. I think we we'll wrap it up.
0: Okay. Um,
2: we're going to do this competition, though. We're going to see if who can write out okay, the, the gonna do, I'm
0: going to be... I, again, I'm, I'm feeling bad who about Who do you think is going to win? You can't even recognize half the recruiting uh, class when I know, it gets here. I, I feel like if I was back... I feel if I was more in the flow, I'd be okay. Um, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to try to name how many of the 85 scholarship guys we can name. You can find us at cleveland.com slash OSU. Uh, Buckeye Talk is on iTunes. Go subscribe. It just goes right in your phone. Sometimes we put it up late at night. And while you're sleeping... It'll magically appear in your bedroom, and in the morning you'll have a little surprise, and it's Buckeye Talk. Bill,
2: do you think that you're going to get 85? I think I'm going to get 85. I think I'm going to get them all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. If, if you just you go guys test... just
0: both said I'm going to get 40. I was just no, joking. Just I, I think I'm just thinking about it. I'm very if, confident.
2: I think if you go position by
0: position, you can nail them all. Yeah. Crap. All right, we'll, we'll give you the results of our test later. I'm sure I'm going to get embarrassed. Um, so read us. I can't name everybody on the Cavs though. So you gotta watch our videos and uh, listen to Buckeye Talk. It's good for the soul. Um for Ari Wasserman who is at Ari Wasserman on Twitter, for Bill Landis, who is Bill Landis twenty five on Twitter, for me Dougley Maurice, who is Doug Lee Maurice on Twitter. Thank you for listening. And that was Buckeye Talk.